you know, but I still like every time I see a motorcycle go by, it makes me feel like so excited and happy. So there's like such a core part of me that's like loves this thing and loves what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe if I at the end of my career, I'm like, oh, man, I'm done. But then I'll only be done for a couple of months and I'll need to do something. So I'd probably come back and race something, you know, and, and that could be in America. Who knows? Episode 116, Tank Slapping Podcast. Got another badass interview for you guys. We have another Moto2 American racer, Joe Roberts, coming on the pod. Other side of the mic, Robbie McClendon. What's up, man? How's your day going? Man, as we all are, man, just slammed. This freaking off-season is not really the off-season, man. It's just nonstop work. It's worse. Uh, the promotional game, man. It's, yeah, I know, right? It's like, shit. But no, super excited about this guest. Um, last guest was amazing. This is a perfect follow-up. You know, um, I'm I'm super super excited about it uh, because another guy. Anytime we have a guy that's got a diverse background, especially on dirt, but also asphalt, man, I'm I totally love it. So, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Moto Two winner. I mean, it's that's uh that's awesome to get get somebody of Joe's caliber on the pod. We'll we'll chat with him here briefly. Um, in a little bit, I want to make sure we shout out a couple of the sponsors before we get him on mission foods, stoked to have them on board, supporting what we're doing here. Um, just, if you can, we say it every podcast, go out, support mission foods, support those who are supporting the sport, the industry, buy some tortilla shells, buy some tortilla chips, a lot of great products, salsa, et cetera, everything you guys need to keep you fueled on race day, mission food, mission foods, bell power sports, check out their website, bellhelmets.com. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you won't be protected by Bell. And Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com. The complete line of new motorcycle 20, 2023s are out. I think they're getting shipped to dealerships as we speak, I hope, because I'm waiting on my 23YZ450 to uh, go kick some ass in the vet the vet classes here next year. Stoked. Love it. Can't wait. Yeah, so... So uh, just really appreciative of Yamaha and everything they're doing, but he's on the line. So no further waiting, Joe Roberts. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on, man? How you doing? We are well, we are well. Thanks for coming on the pod. I guess you're back, <laughs> back home, right? When did, when did you get back? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, I just got back just the day before. Well, I was I was in New York for like a couple of weeks, but I just got back to my house in L.A. like just before Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, so I guess I've been in the States for like a couple of weeks now. Nice, man. Hey, this is Robbie Bobby on the other line, man. Good to, good to have you on. Uh, I, uh, I, I love watching what you're doing overseas and what you've done and accomplished. I mean, from a uh, not a lot of people understand. I mean, yeah, MotoGP is tough, but uh, to an extent, I, I firmly believe that winning a Moto2 race is even more more could be more difficult just because there's in MotoGP. I feel like there's like five six guys that could win, and in Moto2, if you're not in the top 15, I mean, you you know, all those guys can can have a chance, man. So so congrats on an awesome season and a, and a hell of a landmark too. How long has it been since American won in the middle class? uh man i don't know um i was i think it was maybe john kaczynski or something but but yeah but thanks man yeah it was it was a it was kind of a 
a weird race the way it all kind of played out and stuff but I came out the other side of it on on a in a good way so yeah it was cool um dude I've been meaning to call you man I've been trying to get uh some advice on on these uh, bike builds I'm getting into now with these old triumphs and stuff um Keaton keeps telling me you've you got all the parts so I gotta call you <laughs> man yeah you hit, hit me up anytime man. i'd love to help you out with that stuff and uh i always i always talk about this too and, and Corey will laugh i don't remember if he was there at the time but remember back in the day we had a, a battle royale at josh heron's house we had like a night dirt track and uh josh, course, got me, <laughs> josh got me completely shit-faced i think i, I took myself yeah. out and took you out and yeah and but i remember Corey won one too but i don't remember if it was I, the same weekend I, I wasn't at that one i was at the one with uh i brought dalton gotier and and josh put up a hundred dollars to win on the on the dirt track and <laughs> dalton was beating me until the last corner i fucking drilled him to, to win <laughs> so joe do you have any uh i mean i know with your schedule it's completely crazy and up in the air and you're overseas and whatnot but uh and not a lot of people know but i i remember dude you came out for an aft race or two and uh maybe is there anything for in the cards in the future i mean i'm sure your moto 2 contract's probably like absolutely not but we would certainly love to see you back i mean dude i i love flat track so much i feel like it's so like rooted in my my past just like where i started and everything so um i didn't really like i kind of jumped to road racing pretty quick and then yeah, I came back to flat track like 2014 and did a couple of the, uh, I did a couple of nationals. I did Sacramento, uh, Calistoga and Pomona when they had it. Nice. And uh, yeah, Pomona, I think was my favorite one just because it was more like a cushion. And like, I always seem to like riding that more. Um, the blue group stuff is just frustrating, man. I can't seem to find the way to ride that, which seems weird. I feel like with road racing, I'd be better on that. But um, the the cushion to me is just like so much more fun, just letting it loose a little more, you know? Um, Sounds like we got to get you to Lima to get the gnarliest of the gnarly cushion under your belt. Dude, I don't know if it's like if it's like uh, Willow Springs when it just like completely destroys your your neck and your body like the roost and stuff. <laughs> I mean, my bike my bike after Willow is still like I have this old that old Honda that I rode on those nationals and and I mean the whole triple clamps are like pitted from just from Willow like this <laughs> the bike is still destroyed. <laughs> So I, I yeah yeah that was sick. I mean I I love flat track man. I would love to come back and, and do some races. And I I didn't make I think in Pomona I almost made the main. I was like one spot out. So um, dude, just being I, there is impressive though, man. Like just you know I mean you know we don't have to tell you how difficult and stacked that singles class is, but just to just to show up and put in the effort. Because remember uh, Tony Elias tried it too, and I think he had had not the greatest success either, man. It's just. Uh, it's a different ball game, but of course we could say the same thing and, and watch these flat trackers like Corey try and stumble around a road course and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, they yeah. can't all have double duty. Dude, I got a solid top 15 in the Harley class back in the day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's sick, man. Those yeah. bikes seem like they're kind of crazy to ride. But Yeah, yeah surviving cool. was uh, felt like a win for me. But no, you mentioned uh, flat track stuff, and I actually – doing some research on like kind of your stats i actually forgot and it's on your wikipedia page that you did the super super prestigio in uh vegas that one year the american yeah. one and you actually got like third right like you did really well 
I got third in the, I guess it was like the other, everyone coming from like the non-flat trackers that finished third. So like behind Pegram and Roger. Roger, yeah, yeah. That's which sick. they're freaking flat trackers. Yeah, dude, they're freaking Pegram's won a national for and Roger's podium to national. So you got first, man. I don't care what they say. We're going to call Wikipedia and change that shit. No, nah, man, it was cool. But and then, and then I did, I think I finished fifth in the, in like the main race against all the, the flat trackers. Cause I got put, there was like the main race, which you, if the top three or four, I think from, the non-flat trackers went into that one so yeah, yeah that was Man. a sick race i actually hold on Corey. that race but yeah Corey, hold on a second. Let's let's think about this for a second Corey. and this is something you and i could talk about later but joe if Corey and i were to do like a new style prestigio do you th- how we'd have to figure out how to get some europeans over here too though you know because when marquez had it it was stacked with europeans but Oh, maybe Ferran could help help facilitate that do you think that could be pretty successful i think i think it just came in at the wrong time Oh, yeah, for sure. I think if you had a bit of a bigger track, too, that would be cool. Because that track in Vegas was, like, just, like, a pin. It was, like, so small. Like, you just used first gear the whole time. And I remember it was, like, it was starting to turn into, like, a moto track at one point. There was, like, literally a berm in the middle of the the corner. And, like, you'd get in there, and if your shifter was, like, too low, it would hit. And you'd you'd hit neutral, and it'd just be so annoying. That's uh, all our tracks now, man. It's like, oh, there's really? always, yeah, well, our tracks, are, it's something we, we like to bitch about. No, I remember that track. I remember <laughs> doing it myself and I was like, I, I pulled in and I was expecting, you know, we knew it was an indoor inside the casino and we roll in there and it was literally the most paperclip saw each other's front wheel off track I've ever seen. I'm like, well, this is going to get sporty. And that's when, uh, Rob, that, uh, Brad Baker and Henry Wiles, took each other out they were like shoving each other and it was it was good for entertainment for sure but actually before we change topic a little bit uh, i did hear a rumor rob that the the actual dtx barcelona might be coming back i've heard that so man that would be that would be insanely good i I would i would throw in to get you know one of my guys over there on that i don't even know how you would do that realistically i mean ain't just like signing up for one of those national or european style races but I know uh, Marquez had invites, but man, I just I, I remember I talked to you about this. Like, I wanted to kind of do a, a a new style, but make it a super bikers style event where it's a little bit of everything. Man, if you go back and watch those videos from Wild World of Sports, like Jay yeah. Springsteen's freaking road race in the XR750, and there's road taxes. Of course, now it'd be 99% DTX stuff, but man, I Dude, just think something like yeah. that. I literally had this thought, like the same exact thought it's crazy you say that because i started watching like the old super biker stuff with when eddie lawson was doing it and uh i think showbert was in it and stuff yeah uh, dude they were going like 120 miles an hour on asphalt with moto gear on like that's like yeah, insane. Insane. Chandler. so crazy yeah, yeah it was sick yeah no that's That'd be cool. I mean, obviously, we all have hopes and dreams. That'd be sick, um, especially now. Back then, it was, I don't know, everybody's more specialized right now in what, in like what they're doing. Like, everybody's really well-rounded. Like, y- you obviously run flat track. I'm sure you ride moto. And we had Bobier on the pod, and he rides moto. He rides flat track. And Briar and Jared, they ride moto. So everybody's well-rounded, but everybody also spends more time on their craft. So... It would be interesting to see how that would play well, you'd out. Have, you'd have to make it a true, like, 
the thing the thing that kind of hurt the Supermoto stuff, I think, was it got to be where it was almost like Supercross with a little asphalt section, and ninety yeah. percent of the riders are not hitting. Like, I mean, even and rest in peace. But watching Nikki try that triple at the one event, I was like, oh god. I mean, and he's a great moto rider too. But remember Bubba before he got hurt freaking like just straight scrubbing with slicks on man like you know we, we got to kind of tone it down a little bit on that like make a nice double or something but you know the road racers and dirt trackers you know for the most part they're not they're not gonna you know hit that stuff yeah no it'd be cool i, I yeah i have all right I joe's our first entry. that would be a good thing to do <laughs> <laughs> we got joe's entry for man already so there's one yeah, i'm there uh. sign me up <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So dude, you've had a crazy career, honestly, already, like your career path, what has, has been really, uh, it's been really fun to watch, like seeing everything you've done <clears throat> kind of like the rookies cup stuff. And if I'm correct, I think you won in rookies cup. Is that correct? Did you actually, you won some races? I know you had a bunch of podiums, right? Yeah. I won a race in, uh, Bruno, actually that, that track Bruno, man, was like, I don't know why I always had something cool happen there. Um, yeah. One of my favorite tracks. By well, far. You, you, you did well over there in rookies cup, but you know, the path and we've talked about with, with, we've had JD beach on, we've had Gagne on, and we've talked to guys that have been in rookie cup and even them winning championships in rookie cup. There's really no, no great path from rookies cup to, to anything really, you know, it doesn't lead to great rides necessarily in like, you know, Moto3 or the 125 CC class. So talk about your kind of how the transition went for you and Rookies Cup. You might, I think you did, excuse me for not knowing exactly, but you might've did some races in 125 or Moto3. I don't know when they changed the name, but then you came back and did AMA stuff. So what was that early, early journey for you? Like um, going overseas and then coming back? Yeah, I think I think that first part. Um, I mean, it's funny like seeing young kids now, and I and I see them like ten or nine years old, and they're like I'm I'm going to be a MotoGP. It's, I mean, that I love like that. That's the goal. But I feel at that point in my life, I was just you know with my dad, just having, you know, having some fun with this. It was never like, I, I mean, obviously had a huge you know big fan of like Nikki and John and all the top riders and love MotoGP but um I think when I got to to Rookies Cup it was kind of the first time I was like oh I I really want to I really want to be here and racing in Europe you know and racing like the world level so it was an interesting kind of time to get over there and see it and it was also so different too I remember the first track I rode at in Europe was um Estoril in Portugal and uh man it was just the competition is just so crazy you know like in when you're starting out racing like i raced in the us gpru i mean there was like three four guys if it was like a national it'd be maybe like 10 or 15 that were quick but um you know it was always like garrett or uh jake lewis those were the guys i would like try to beat and suddenly you got like 24 garrett's and jake lewis is out there you know so um it was definitely like eye-opening and um, really, really cool, but really difficult in the first year. Um, and yeah, I think Rookies Cup is is definitely like a good place to start because you can kind of see, I mean, I think there's more paths now with like 
at that time, I, I didn't really see like the Spanish championship as a thing to go to because I, I didn't know anybody there. And it was kind of hard to to get a foot in there. Like Rookies Cup was the easiest thing to get your foot into. So that's the path we took. But um, I think it's good because you, you just get to see all those tracks, man. I mean, they're very, very different to what we have over here. Really different. I mean, you have like proper runoff. You've got proper rumble strips. Um, most of the time they're paved pretty well some of them aren't <laughs> but um but yeah and I I don't know I think it was a great learning experience um and I definitely got much more competitive and like aggressive as a rider and took gaps that you know I maybe wouldn't have taken when I was younger because you know it just didn't feel like necessary you know because you only had like three riders and stuff but um and rookies cup you had to fight for every single position and there if you didn't fight for it you're going to get passed by you know four guys behind you so i learned a lot yeah that's, um, yeah that's that's i mean that's like you you nailed you nailed the head right there completely perfectly man because the the level over there is just just a notch above ours if not if not more where like you said you got any given day anybody can win i think uh what what is the ultimate uh, end goal for Joe Roberts? I mean, are we, I mean, is it MotoGP? Are you good with that? Or are you like, well, I might look at world Superbike Cause I mean, obviously I would think that you've gotten some offers here and there and everywhere, but uh, I mean, what is your ideal plan and where do you see yourself the next, you know, two, three years? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously MotoGP is where everyone wants to be. Um, I think that's still the goal. Um, but the immediate goal is to, to get some, a good season under me, you know, and, and start winning more races. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's what you have to do if you want to go up to the, the big league. So, um, who, who right now do you think like, you know, it, this, it's, it's hard to even ask this cause the field is just so stacked, but it, who is the guy out there? Is there like the guy in moto two, like, all right, no matter what, I could be on my best day, but this fucking guy here is still going to be nagging at me. I mean, I know the the two factory KTM dudes. No matter what, they're always they're always a a, a formidable duo. But uh, is there anybody else you can think of, or anybody that stands out to you? Uh, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, there's only one rider that's moved up to MotoGP this year. I mean, Fernandez. So, I mean, all the rest that are left over that we're running up from this year. I mean, like Iagura and uh Pedro Costa for sure I mean that kid's coming up quick and you know already starting to win races so he's definitely going to be somebody to contend with for sure next year how do the um, overseas guys like how do they um like take you like or take the Americans like are you, you guys is there a good kind of bond with other riders like I have no idea I mean a flat track everybody it's like friendship island like everybody everybody hangs out drinks beer after the races and not everybody but <laughs> the majority of the guys are kind of kind of friends, but I don't see, I don't see as much of that on social media or, you know, the little I watch, you know, with when I'm watching, you don't see that as much. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would say friends, man, to be honest with you. I, I mean, there are some guys that are closer than others and, and make friendships, but I, I've never been, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I go at things a little differently and do my own thing, but um I mean, everyone's a little bit like every man for themselves, you know? I mean, you have your little team that you've got around you. you got somebody that travels with you. I mean, you see all the riders, they've got somebody with them. So it's not like – it's very different 
I see where you're saying like it's very different to like America or like the paddock there where you know every rider's out you know at the end of the day screwing around on pit bikes or having fun like that doesn't exist you know so it's more cutthroat yeah no, I, I a little bit yeah and I mean there are there are like the Spanish kids all seem to like be friendly with each other and there's some people that are friends with each other for sure but uh not me <laughs> <laughs> I love it dude that sounds like I need to sounds like my kind of series where you don't have to fucking you know go around and talk to people you just go do your job that's that's kind of, I don't know, everyone's like, man, C-Tex is kind of a dick. It's like, dude, I, I train all the time. I worked my ass off my whole life to get to this point. Um, I'm here to kind of do my do my deal, you know, but uh, I have fun, but it's it's also, you know, all the work you put in, it's not, I'm not going to waste it on race day because I'm not not where I need to be. And, and that's, that's at a, you know, flat track level where you're on the world stage, so no, I, I get it a hundred percent. Um, what is your relationship like with cam? And then like Sean Dillon Kelly was, was new to the, to the paddock this year. Uh, you guys seem to have a pretty good relationship, right? Like you guys are all cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, yeah, me and cam are cool for sure. I, I, I was living before my freaking apartment got flooded, but, uh, I was, I was <laughs> we heard living about that. Next, huh? I said we heard about that. Sorry about no, that, man. Yeah, he told us. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was living. I was living down the street from him for a minute there, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I've always had uh, you know a big admiration for Cam. He's kind of somebody I even looked up to as a kid, you know. So um, it was real cool to have him over there for like two seasons, and uh, him and Cameron Gish too. Like we we would all hang out, and you know, after, sometimes I think we had times in like amsterdam we went out one night and and yeah indulged ourselves a little bit <laughs> nice nice <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah it was a good time man uh, and sean i haven't really like hung out with him too much to be honest um but yeah he's a nice kid for sure and i mean your first year is always is always an interesting one kind of learning the ropes you know so actually um you know in 2015 so you back kind of kind of your career path a little bit you did rookies cup you came back and uh i forgot about this too until i looked it up but you're you were i don't know if you still are the youngest to win an ama are you still the youngest or did did tyler how old was tyler scott when he like so that was you were the did youngest win? to win tyler scott won this year i thought he did no what do you wait what what class are you talking about well joe then you weren't you the youngest to win in, I, in moto america and when you like didn't you win your first race or something like when you came back over like yeah I, I that was in that was like back in the ama days that was before moto america it was 2013 oh, okay. yeah i i <clears throat> i raced at barber and like it was my birthday weekend i was turning 16 and i won won the race there yeah that's sick uh, yeah that's what i thought okay well then probably nobody you won on your birthday weekend when you turned 16 so yeah that's that's I don't think because you had to be 16 in AMA days to go pro. Yeah, AMA days you had to be 16 for for 600s. I don't know if anyone's beat that or like been younger. Well, now you can be younger, I guess. To well, you can run Junior Cup and Twins Cup. I don't know. Our Twins Cup expert is on the other is on the line here. Actually, Rob. Did you ever race? Did you ever race? Did you race Joe at Barber? Because you're a big Barber guy. So I I did. Yeah, actually I did, and I'm I'm. 
Yep, yep. Joe remembers, but see, so here's my my second favorite thing, Corey. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> nope. Uh, Joe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, so Raspoli was there with his National Guard guys, and I believe Joe was doing like either a test or he had just signed maybe to Ulrich's team, I think. Oh, was that and the long story short, race? That was the yep, race, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. And me, oh, I say me, like obviously I was behind those two guys, but I, I stayed with them the whole race. I don't remember who won, this <laughs> or Roberts, but uh, after the race, and, and obviously to this day, like I'm so proud to be able to say I even can keep those guys in sight because clearly now I don't even think I could keep them in sight on my best day on a dirt track, short track. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I, we raced together, but I have not beaten Joe Roberts. So unfortunately, <laughs> that's uh, never going to happen. Dude, but you might cool, have beat me that night at uh, Heron's house. Honestly, I feel like you did before you crashed. Uh, maybe. Possibly, you yeah. I was. That was a bad <laughs> night. I remember that because I definitely felt terrible the next day. <laughs> Heron's kind of a bad influence, man, and, and I keep telling him this. I hope he listens, but we cannot get him to get on here and, and talk to him. I think he's mad at us because of our friendship with Posh because those two are uh, having a little lover's quarrel that they need to get over. But um, <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased. You know, I'd love to see you back in America. It, it's it's so cool that you've done so well over there, and you kicked ass here. Like a part of me kind of is like, man, are you going to be one of the dudes that you may or may not? Of course, this is way down the road, but may or may not finish out your career back in America, or are you going to be like, nope, I did my GP thing. I'm going to just relax with life. Man, I have no idea what the future is going to hold. You know, I feel like I've been, yeah. I mean. We'll see where it all ends up, but I mean, yeah, I, I still, you know, it's like funny with race and motorcycles because sometimes, you know, you get into this grind of, you know, doing the racing and stuff and it can feel like, you know, you start to lose sight of why you're like really love to do it, you know, and I feel, you know, at times that and, you know, but I still like every time I see a motorcycle go by, it makes me feel like so excited and happy. So there's like such a core part of me that's like, loves this thing and loves what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe if I, at the end of my career, I'm like, oh man, I'm done, but then I'll only be done for a couple of months and I'll need to do something. So I'd probably come back and race something, you know, and, and that could be in America. Who knows? Who, um, so, oh, go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. My bad. Well, I was just going to do a follow-up with that talking about, the Moto America stuff a little bit. Did you follow the series this year at all? I mean, there was some really, actually, some really good racing, epic battles and Superbike and uh, Petrucci, obviously, and Gagne. And we kind of asked Cam the same deal, like if he if he followed it much. Like, do you do you try and catch as many of those races as you can? And what are your what were your thoughts on the season? I didn't get to see that many races, to be honest with you, but. Um... I did see a couple and the ones I saw, it was, I mean, it was cool for sure to have Petrucci there. Uh, I mean, it was interesting, man. I mean, the level is definitely high here with, with what Jake was doing. Um, it's always funny to see like what a European rider will do when they come here, you know, just to, cause everyone wants to know what the comparison is, the level. Um, and, but, you know, I mean, I was talking to Danilo a little bit. I mean, he's like, man, the tracks are just so different and so crazy. And, you know, and, and he's kind of having a little bit of that thing where what, you know, us Americans have when we go over to Europe where it's like this new world and you're like, I don't know anything, you know, it's like, well, where were you living? And I think he was living in like Pittsburgh or something. I don't even know. It was some random place. Not that Pittsburgh is random. Sorry for all those people that live in Pittsburgh. But... <laughs> uh, PA sucks. We all know that. We love PA. Come on, dude. 
Um, but you know what I mean? Just like, if you were, if you were coming from America, if you were coming from Europe, you know, it's like maybe you'd live in New York or you'd live in LA and have that kind of experience. You know, he was like living in a little town somewhere, which was kind of interesting. So, um, I think he probably found it a little, little bit of a culture shock in a way, you know, something different. So, yeah, I always love to, to hear what the Euros have to say in that way. Cause I feel that way going back to Europe, you know, I mean, I've been there for a lot of years now, so I'm like pretty much used to it, but it is a lot, it is different, you know, spend so much time away from home and don't have that ability to have like the comfort of being in your house, you know? Yeah, definitely. I can understand. I, I can certainly see that, man. Um, what, um, man, there's so, so much, I know we don't have a million years to keep you on here stuff, but, uh, but man, you got so many fans over here in America uh, obviously, but what's it like over there? Do you see, like, do do they root for the Americans, or is it kind of like, ah, oh, boo, go back to where you're from? I'm... No, not at they... all, man. I, I, it's not like that at all. I mean, I had, there's people that are such big fans, you know, like a lot of support I've had there, especially in, like, Spain and stuff. Um, yeah, it was funny. This, this girl, uh, in Barcelona they had this like fan walk and this girl like shows me her leg and she had like a tattoo of my number on her and I was like that's, that's happened. it's happened a couple times now and I was like man that's freaking crazy that that would happen you know so the fans <laughs> there are just are awesome man um Robbie it's how not many people uh, Some... have have tattoos of, of Robbie Bobby on their leg <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't think i got that yet i got t-shirts made about me but i don't have any permanent tattoos yet i don't think i mean there could be some uh mike vital might have some after the next clash yeah but, but no girls some, some countries it's not like that you know it depends where you go i think australia um you know like some some countries know moto two riders more or some people some countries that just like only follow the gp riders so um, what country like, would you say sorry i didn't mean to cut you off like that but i'm pretty bad about interrupting but uh, <laughs> what uh what country would you say like and it doesn't have to be the it doesn't have to be the racers but uh like the location like say qatar or something like you go out like you always hear this this some stuff that you know like oh they don't like you or who so is there a country that's like screw that i'm just gonna stay in my motor home until the race weekend's over and fly the hell out of here uh <laughs> There's some countries, I guess, that are like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's some places I enjoy more than others. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I mean, the track at Qatar, I think is like one of the sickest tracks in the world, but I'm not like the biggest fan of the city, to be honest. I don't, I mean, it's just like malls and it's just hot and stuff. So it's like, don't really find there's much to do there. <laughs> but, do you like uh, racing under the lights there? I do like, yeah, the only, the only thing I love about going to Qatar is that, but they freak they took that away, man. Like, cause I, saw I that. guess, yeah, I, I guess the GP guys were like, it's getting colder. So <laughs> like, we need to, we need to ride earlier. So we always ride at sunset now, but when we did ride at night, it was, yeah, one of the sickest things ever. Um, man, that'd be cool. So does your but, contract state like the, you like, if somebody said, hey, Joe Roberts, I got this sick-ass Triumph or R6 or whatever, we want you to come over and do the 200, is that even an option, or is your contract like, nope, you only race for us unless you're training? I mean, I don't know. There would probably be some exceptions. Uh, <laughs> I had I had this idea last year 
it was kind of a crazy idea but those those baggers i i started i started i started kind of getting the idea i wanted to ride one um i I did not see that coming (laughs) man i I love riding weird shit man i like i i don't know i i don't need to ride some like sport bike or the best bikes in the world i like what riding like things that are just kind of weird looking or so i don't know those baggers kind of spoke to me a little bit i i just was like impressed to how like how well they were going and how like you know the lap time wasn't even that bad compared to some of the 600 times it's I know, scary I think, fast it's scary yeah I, I, or didn't we add it up i think like they would have qualified a couple times like mid-pack on the 600s right like no they would have been like top 10 in stock 1000 or something like dude it was scary fast yeah like, it, it is it is yeah, I, might try, awesome. I might try and see if I can ride one, and, and I'll let you guys know what, what it's like. Gary Gray. <laughs> Dude, I, Gary hey, Gray listens hey, to the man. podcast, man. Yeah, He's, he does. Gary Gray uh, is uh, from Indian, is a big podcast guy. He listens a lot. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, Gary, get, hit up Joe. Write him a check. Get him over here. Dude, Let's, that would be insane. Like, <laughs> That'd be sick. Man, um, and, and the thing is like, – go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's – we're talking I'm excited, man. I'm sorry. Go. This, is, yeah, yeah, this is a whole like this is a thing I would have never bet in a million dollars. I thought he'd be like, man, those things are the biggest non-wanting to ride fucking things in the world. But here he is saying, sign me up. <laughs> I don't know about sign me up. At least sign me up for a day to ride one and try it out. You know? <laughs> oh, we're talking about a test. We're gonna just throw you in the deep end, man. <laughs> I mean, screw it. Why not, man? Let's do it. Let's go. I'll Love it. it. Love it. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I I thought for a couple seconds i'd want to ride a bagger and then i went and watched them where'd i watch them daytona i'm like oh wow yeah I, i'm don't sign me up for this this is not see daytona not I, would be i would I i'd do daytona for sure daytona because it's not as technical you're a big like fucking guy dude you got like you got a lot more <laughs> weight on than i do me riding a bag easy I mean, joe, joe's probably joe how much do you weigh you're probably similar in size to me i think 140 I'm like he's one, taller 150 i weigh like 150 yeah Okay. What are you? Aren't you like five ten or something? You're up there, aren't you? I'm like six foot. Oh, Shit, wow. see, uh, dude, you're like Dalton. You're exactly Dalton size. So that that's awesome, man. That is so hilarious. How funny Corey would be if like the podcast sponsored bagger with Joe on it. <laughs> Come on, Gary, make it happen, buddy. Make it happen, Gary. No, you gotta I get some it. wild sponsors out there, man. Like oh some yeah, real, sure, like, some real like pen, uh, penthouse, you know, like some weed sponsors. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I've been getting into like wanting to build all sorts of weird bikes and, and that's something like that when I was in New York, I spent like two weeks, to, like I spent a week going to this shop called, uh, you might know it, man. It's called, uh, six, six street specials. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. Street, dude. yeah. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> they come flat track oh, you know, a lot. Too? Yeah. They, yeah. Like, they're flat track, heavy right? into flat track. Yeah. And the guy Hugh there, he, he like, literally helped me build this uh 750 triumph like a a 1973 that i'm gonna put in like an old uh i'm gonna put in like a rickman chassis nice yeah there you Um, go so or yeah i mean i still have i i just built the engine so i don't know what i'm gonna do exactly but i had my well i got part (laughs) i got part you hit me up man you but it's so fun doing that man it's like feels like such a different aspect of like the motorcycle world that i haven't really like you know dived into too much you know i feel like i've always every time i like rode a motorcycle it was always just to like you know make myself a better rider or it was like to train or you know you i didn't just ride bikes to have fun you know it was like always to 
to i mean i always have fun riding but you know like i know exactly training yeah you know and and this time is like just riding old bikes around la and and i don't know something something new that i'm really enjoying a lot and it's really cool. hands man working with my hands <laughs> <laughs> it's cool That's to hear awesome, you man. like understand that like you were talking about it earlier and just um man it's just relatable for me like when you were talking about how racing it's finding the fun in it it gets tough when you like as a kid you grow up you love riding bikes like it's just you get so much joy from riding and when it becomes a career it it does take away from the enjoyment because it turns into a job so finding things like what you're doing with the triumphs and and things like that it it made me smile to hear that because it's you know i've been on a same kind of deal where it's like man i gotta find the fun in riding again so that's actually like having you explain that it's you know it's cool to hear coming from somebody that kind of goes through it as well so um, no for sure man yeah i i just think that like i mean when you get i mean i'm like 25 now you know and i feel like when i was my early 20s and late teens and stuff i just you know so not that i'm not like motivated now like by any means i still very much am but it's just like you got to kind of change the way you approach it a little bit you know because you know i'd live in places that were isolated from people and and i'd live you know just so i could train every day and had such a crazy structure and i see it so much with these young kids coming up now and i wonder when that like burnout point is going to come you know because it's I mean, I think the young kids will like, it's still like so much fun to do it and stuff, but I feel like when you hit your mid twenties, it's like, you got to readjust it a little bit and obviously keep that training there because it's important and stuff, but readjust why you're, you know, remind yourself why you're in this thing, you know, and why you love it um, so much, you know, and like I said, I still, I mean, motorcycles just as like what they are and, and seeing the history and like, all that stuff it makes me so happy and excited so i i know why i'm doing this you know but um yeah you you do need to readjust a little bit and and i don't know find new ways to to keep it all like there no i i get it man that's that's awesome man because uh you know it's cool also when you just speaking from your triumph thing when you get done building it you're gonna be able to look at it and say like man i i built this with my hands like that's just it's nothing cooler than that man so much much respect for that and and it keeps you busy and it keeps your mind happy and you're still around motorcycles so i'm a firm believer in like even if you're not racing you need to be riding or, or doing something motorcycle related just keep yourself as sharp as possible you know it, it's man that's so cool man like this interview has gone so much different than i thought it was going to go because i <laughs> thought you're gonna be like no no i'm done this i'm not doing that like i don't care about this and like dude like freaking the bagger thing still got me twisted so i'm stoked <laughs> dude we gotta find weirder things to like race you know like i'd be down to race something even crazier you know i don't know you just like, you just go around for a year like being the travis pastrana of road racing except just like hopping on the most <laughs> random shit. like like Joe have Robert you seen thing. those have you seen those like races in japan that are like the it's like the oval but it's like yeah. flat tracking but it's i think it's on pavement with um, the weird ass handlebars yeah, the weird ass handlebars. I want to ride one of those. I feel yeah, like those look cool. I think crazy. you like, I think you like lock your leg in somehow on like one of the handlebar side. It's crazy, and they bet on it but, too. Like, it's like horse yeah, it's, racing, it's, but on motorcycles. It's like horse racing. Yeah, I was talking to this guy at Sixth Street, um, Fumi. He he works there. Um, 
he was telling me about it that like the the riders they they get the engine they have to build it themselves and maintain it themselves like, like the riders have to do it is what i heard or you'd be you'd be fucked cory <laughs> oh yeah i'm out i'm out there. yeah <laughs> i have seen the um talking about weird shit i have seen the uh it was it like soccer it's like motorcycle soccer yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> you never seen let's that go, like, let's do it <laughs> yeah it's sick like they play soccer with like this big ass ball and they're like on trials bikes or something weird and it's like motorcycle soccer it's uh it looks an e- like an easy way to tear off your leg like just it's it's yeah, pretty entertaining I don't know about that yeah i've never been good at <laughs> soccer so i don't know about that <laughs> uh you got a girlfriend do you are you you're not married i don't think right you dating no. anybody no okay no not no not really <laughs> not really dude he's living in europe getting paid no, that's, what I know. that's what i'm <laughs> asking i he is love. I mean, there's there's two ways to do it. You can do like Bobier and and get a get a wife, or or you know you can you can have fun and, and live your life. So much power to no, you. No, I, I, I dig it. I think it'd probably be good to settle down soon here, but <laughs> no, we'll see what we'll see what comes about. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, any any big plans for the off season? Are you? I mean, how long are you? What is your plan for next year? Do you have another year on your contract? Like I. You know, I yeah, know. no, I know people keep asking that because we never made like an actual announcement. But I'm I'm staying with the same team in Moto Two, but um, which would be great, um, changing things up there a little bit too. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a good season for sure. But so uh, this- are you still? Are you still kind of working with Hopper too, or is he just the American racing guy now? Or, or maybe I got no. that wrong. So forgive me. Forgive me if I misspoke. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm still very good friends with John for sure, but um, he's he's still working with the American guys. So, yeah, I haven't worked with him for the last two years. Can he still get down? You think if he need because when he he raced Moto America, what like six seven years ago or something? Like I think I think on a one thousand maybe, but I know he had <laughs> Dude, some injuries. Yeah, he just sent me a video of him riding Cam's bike at uh, Coda. I guess he was there couple, like this week or something. And he's like, oh, man, I'm going to do a couple wild cards next year. Watch out. <laughs> oh, like, no shit. I was like, dude, I'm not sure you touched your knee in that video. Can you, can you <laughs> let me know if you did or not? <laughs> dude, I will say one thing, and I, I hope Hopper ends up listening to this podcast, but I think there was a video maybe a year ago where he ate absolute shit on a Supermoto maybe. Yeah, no, he did for sure. I, I mean, I think like, I might have been there, actually. <laughs> dude, like, I'm talking like – High side 500 GP style face plant on the asphalt. Like, no, man, he's doing one. that on the those little avalis too, man. He was like telling me when we were in Australia, he's like, oh, I went out and beat, I beat uh, some of the Moto Three kids out at the out at the um, cart track here. I said I'm kicking ass. He's like, but you know, I was trying to set the lap record, and I came around this corner, and I just just missed the point where I needed to turn in, and man, it spat me off. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, handsome little eight-year-old, their ovale back completely totaled out, like yeah. bodywork hanging off of it. I mean, <laughs> Thanks, just kid. like crushing, crushing dreams of little kids, man. I mean, what, what a guy. Oh, <laughs> my God. I love it. I hope we get it. Man, it'd be cool to get him on here, too, just to, to shoot the shit with him. He'd be a good one to have because he's definitely been a win it or bend it guy, but he's he's, no, he's a great shit. dude. He's a great dude and really cool to talk to and has a lot of insight on a lot of things. So, yeah. Do you, really cool do you have any, um, like, we kind of like to get the nitty gritty a little bit. Do you have any big rivals in Moto America or Moto2, like, 
guys that you always kind of find yourself locking bars with or somebody you just absolutely hate racing like any any big <laughs> um trying to think here there's some guys that always pass you a little bit like an asshole you know uh but who that's kind who of, are they uh, they're kind of you know spanish the italians you know <laughs> <laughs> everyone <laughs> everybody no uh i don't know i think i've always had a bit of attention on like uh I mean, I've had always like a, this year I had like a friendly rivalry with Cam. You know, there was a point in the year that I would like kind of catch up to him on the last lap and make a pass and, and definitely wasn't shy of rubbing it in later on, but in a good way, you know, all friends and stuff. But um, maybe sometimes Jake Dixon, too. Um, I don't know. He's yeah, he's an interesting dude. I don't know what I think. <laughs> I don't know what I think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you were coming up like through the ranks like you were you were like rookies cup you know early 2010s or whatever and then you know switching over to moto america you mentioned a few guys you raced with um usgprU and things like that did you have any any rival like maybe not even a rival but a, a guy you raced with kind of like for a long time like every class you moved up they moved up as well like kind of iron sharpens iron sort of thing yeah, I mean, I had that with like um, I I had a pretty good little scene there at the when I was a kid. You know, like there was some good riders that are coming up. Like um, when I was a kid, it was like Benny Solis because he was from Southern, Southern California, and he was like the guy to like beat at one point on the little mini tracks. He was ripping. Um, and then when I started getting a little older and move kind of moving across the country, run into like Garrett Gerloff and. Um, and uh, Jake Lewis and stuff. And I think those guys were probably the reference for a while. Um, Garrett especially seemed like he was quite really quick as like a young kid, you know? Um, and Jake, Jake was on, I don't remember, know if you guys, I mean, those people know his history, but he was riding this old, uh, not this old, he was riding this Aprilia 125 from um, this guy, I forget his name, but it was like a, an imported bike from Europe that I guess had raced in the world championship maybe or something. And was dude, that, that, that thing. No, that no, B guy? yeah. Nobody was also on it. Yeah. He was also on it. And I remember beating him once at that guy, Nobi, or we had like a crazy battle at Miller, Miller or Utah motorsports campus as it's called now, but um, we had a crazy battle there. Uh, but I think those guys were kind of like the real reference as a kid. And um, I mean, I had like Peter Lenz, who was probably like person I was closest with when I was a kid and we would race each other. And we used to go up to the California Superbike school. And I'd say like from until he died, I think we were he was like my my more my rival, you know. Um, but yeah, so definitely some really good riders that I got the privilege to race against as a kid, you know. No, that's cool, man. That's good info. Yeah, I was, uh, everybody's got them guys, you know, and it kind of, it's crazy how, how this had changes a little bit throughout your career. Like, you know, growing up for me, certain guys I hated, I ended up being, being really cool with as I got further along the, uh, the road or whatever. But, um, well, I, I feel like, I feel like with flat track, you guys have that so much more like out there, you know, it's, that's what I love about flat track too, is like, there's so much more like shit talking going on 
I feel like road racing, everyone kind of keeps their thing to themselves, what they're thinking, you know, maybe we should be able to take a page out of your guys' book a little bit. Um, but, you know, I feel <laughs> yeah. like there's always some sort of, like, even when I was talking with Hugh at Sixth Street, there's always something, you know, people have to say about uh, one of the riders or something, you know. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that about flat track. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it gets pretty sporty. I mean, I think flat tracks more, it's more grassroots. So, uh, yeah, you just, you've had run-ins with guys a lot more frequently. I, I feel like, you know, it's more, it's just a different, di different atmosphere. And that's kind of why I like watching, watching what goes on at the world stage so much. Like the racing is obviously one thing I look at, but the personalities and, and things that you see on the podium, like, I really like, like that aspect of, of what you guys do. Do you feel like, um, you know, before Cam went over there, you were the only guy in moto too. Like, was it kind of, what was it like? Did it feel like you had a lot of support and you still do like, dude, whenever you went, when you won, the when you won the race, um, I think it was Portugal, you know, it was my, my newsfeed was Joe Roberts, like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, oh, it sick. really, yeah, it's like a whole country is like behind you. Like explain that a little bit, you know, that's gotta be a really good feeling. Oh yeah. It's a great feeling, man. I mean, I think, I mean, when I, when I started out in moto two at the beginning, I was kind of not, I wasn't competitive, you know, I was kind of had some races that was, wasn't too bad, but you know, nothing, nothing on the, on the TV, you know, it's just kind of like people checking out the, the sheets and like, Oh, he's making progress, you know? Um, and I think 2020 kind of really started that whole thing where I had that, um, like the first race in Qatar, like qualified on pole and was running up front and battling for the, the win till the last lap. I think that was kind of the real time that everything kind of was like, oh, whoa, this is something new, you know, having an American at the front. So um, it definitely is, has like a lot of benefit, like, not, I don't know, that's not the word I want to use, but it feels great to have the support for sure, you know, and I, you know, I want to do more with it too, because I obviously just want to win. <laughs> I want to bring a championship to, to this thing, you know, so uh, yeah, but it, it is pretty great. And I think, I honestly think there's more that needs to be done to get, you know, in, to get like America more involved. You know, I think if you look at like Formula One, man, like how crazy it's blown up, like you see the attendance at like, coda for the race there I, I don't know I just think there's so much potential but um, no I agree no I agree yeah no yeah. it's it's such a cool thing uh I think the f1 f1 deal like that that the show on Netflix really really helped a lot too uh yeah and you kind sure. you see like NASCAR is kind of trying to do the same thing and it hasn't taken off like the Formula One deal has and honestly and I've, I say it a lot on our podcast like personality with riders is what grows like grows a series like when you have a series full of really good personalities like it's a big reason why obviously he's you know probably one of the fastest to ever do it but Rossi he's he has such a good personality and and even yourself man like even like when you were here in America to where you're at now on the world stage like how your personality has grown and people can follow along just based on the personality I think that attracts you know, as many fans or more than like just being a good rider. I think personalities definitely, definitely grow the sport, but like 
with that being said, what do you feel you need to improve on to be more consistently top three, top five to make a run at a championship? I mean, it's just like what you said right there. I mean, you just have to be more consistent top five and, and, and I don't know that stuff. I mean, that's the thing I'm figuring out, (laughs) right. You know, I think, uh, I think it's something that I know I'm capable of doing. Um, and I think this time now, it just kind of going to reflect a lot on the season and, and see where things went and how, you know, how it all went, you know, um, where things dropped off because we had a little drop off there at the end of the season where things didn't I had a couple bad luck like some like my bike and uh Philip Island didn't make it to the end and and just some just some other stuff so um but yeah it's, it's, it's an important thing man the results um Cito Pons who's managing me had a really good uh explanation on on how to to think about a season which is just it's like it's like your confidence, you're filling it up. Like it's a glass of water, you know, you've got to fill it up, fill it up, fill it up and get it right to that, that like brim point. And that's like the point where you got to keep it. But if you crash, you got to, it's all tips out. You got to start all over again and build the confidence again, you know? So it's kind of a interesting thing, you know, trying to not trying to make as little mistakes as possible. And, you know, uh, like me crashing out in Barcelona, that was a big mistake because we were out like four seconds out in the lead, you know? So, uh, that took me a second to, that one kept me up at night a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's those, those things that you gotta, you, you can't let those things get away. You know, you gotta just stay on top of it. And when you can win, win, and when you, you can't take a fifth, you know, so it's a very competitive class. For sure, man. I got I got a little off the off the base question for the. This will help out some of the uh, the riders that are c- kind of wondering. Do you do when you do your like off season training right now? Are you mainly bicycling? Are you mainly motoing? Do you have a strict gym routine, or are you kind of just do you take some time off and just love life for a little bit, or is it the grind never stops here in California? Or how how does that work, man? Like what, what's on your plate? Uh, no, I I right now I'm taking time off. I always take you know, the month of November and a little bit of December off just to live a little bit of a, a different life. You know, I'm right now I'm, uh, I'm playing bass for my brother. He's like a musician and um, we're playing shows around LA and stuff. So kind of living a little bit differently right now. That's sick. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I, music's been always a big part for me and I always used to like play in bands when I was a kid and stuff. So this is like me playing again and I haven't played in a while. So, uh, yeah, starting that up and I'll, I mean, I'll, I've been riding like my triumph around LA. That's been fun. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just for the training aspect, uh, Red Bull has a facility here out in Santa Monica. So I always go out and train there and they've got a lot of, a lot of good trainers there that help me out. And that's been a, a big help for sure. So, um, I'll start that in, you know, middle December like early January um our season doesn't start till till March you know but yeah yeah but I'm just do as much as I can to have fun this off season and and have fun riding and train and and uh there's a try to do some flat track too uh I want to try to get out and do some races or something I think that would be sick hey we gotta get into the throwdown 
heat you're socal right like are you you're yeah. somewhere in southern california that's what i thought yeah, yeah i've I, seen i'm like la proper like in the heart of la okay yeah i've seen videos that you at paris um man i don't know what your contract stuff's like but it'd be sick uh my team actually that i've i rode for the last four years they're out of ukaipa so it'd be sick to get you on one of our twins maybe at paris Dude, or something to try i would love that i would love yeah, that that would right. be so cool yeah, yeah we're gonna we work on something it. I, I still want to, like, I still have the dream to ride a twin at a race somewhere. I, I need to. I have to at some point, you know, down the line. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I'll hit up LJ. I'm sure he'd love to have you have you on the bike sometime to try it. And, and honestly, man, like, I don't want to, like, steer you from a 450, but once you ride a twin, like a good twin, it's just so much, especially you being a road race guy that likes to go fast, you like the power. Like, once you get on a twin, it's just, like, Dude, they're so much fun to ride. Like, Dude, they do anything I, you want them to do. I actually rode, um, I just remembered, I rode one once. I rode one of the Yamaha, I think the FTR. Is it FTR Yamaha? Yeah. Well, anyways, no, the FTR Yamaha. is the Indian. Oh, okay, the Yamaha so is just a, like, who did you ride? Seven, F- yeah. I think it was the, I think it was Colby Carlisle. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah, yeah the Colby, Flying yeah. Tomato. What's it? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Colby, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Sorry, man, if you're listening, but it was a while ago. But um, I I rode his bike out at um, the Blackmore Ranch. You guys know oh, that yeah, place? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, that thing was insane. I was like wheeling out of the corners. I was like, couldn't <laughs> believe how much power that thing had. Um, but he's got. There's actually like a, a half mile there, right next to him. I think it, like his neighbor owns it. I'm like trying to get him to like prep it so we could do some laps there or something but that would be sick nice yeah i'll I'll hit him up yeah that'd be sick to get you on the bike that it's me it's the one i've i've raced the last four years it's it's a solid uh solid steed i'd like to get your feedback on it but yeah yeah, man man, i appreciate you taking the time i won't keep you too long uh it's good to have you home man it's uh like i said we're we're rooting for you every time it's kind of cool man it kind of like you guys overseas you know when you know you over there and then cam too and uh, I don't know Sean, Dylan, Kelly real well either. I mean, it's it's cool to have another American over there, but it kind of unites, like, like me and Briar, like, you know, Briar Bauman and Shayna, um, obviously my sister, and, you know, we're at the flat track races, and we're walking around. If you guys have a MotoG, MotoGP weekend, you know, I'll Briar will say, hey, did you see how, you know, Joe qualified or how Cam did? Like, we're we're racing, and we're all kind of, you know, commonly following, like, how you guys are doing, and, and like I said, when, when you won, it was, uh, it was just really cool, man. It was cool. Like as an American racer. Oh, that's to, awesome, man. That's yeah, great. Thank you. Like that's real go. cool. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> nah, it's good shit, man. And stoked to see what you can do next year and we'll be rooting for you and just, yeah, appreciate you coming on the pod and chatting with us. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. It was good chatting. Enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, Vin. Good talking to you. And, uh, and hit me up on them Triumph parts, man. We love, I'd love to, to get you on some D&D Cycles Triumph stuff, man, for sure. Yeah, I need I need some rear suspension for my, my Rickman. So I don't know if you've got any oh. of that or a rear wheel or that's, something. That's I'll, I'm stuff, man. Yeah. I'll get your number and I'm going to start bugging you. <laughs> yep, yep. Give my number and I'll, I'll message, hit me up on Instagram, whatever. We'll, uh, we'll hook you up, man. I'll take care of you. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, good chat. Right, you good got. stuff, buddy. Yep. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you. All right. Bye.
in another banger, man. Like, how exciting is that? Like, I mean, and no offense to Joe, we don't know him that well, but uh, I knew he was a fun dude. But like, hell yeah, bring on a bagger. I'll race some weird shit. Like, I don't <laughs> care what it is. I want to race uh, yeah. it. Like, how cool is that, man? Like that. It's just that's just like badass to me so anybody out I there like listening joe. help joe's a good dude man i, I fuck with he joe. Is. i like him yeah he's cool yep. yeah, like, he'd be fun yeah it was good chat with him he's uh and dude you talk about the training and stuff and not like i i like to run like i'm a pretty decent runner like above average for a racer and i follow joe on like strava and stuff and dude he's like he can run like as good as any racer i've ever seen like he's He's, I don't know if he's underrated in shape because I don't like talk to a lot of people from that area of racing, but he's, he's in really good shape. Like he's, he's got his shit together with his training and stuff like that. So have you seen Gerloff? Gerloff's a beast too. No, I dude, they're, dude, no, go, go look at Gerloff. He's like, I was like, I was picking on him the other day. Like he will find these pictures and we'll put them in the group chat. And, uh, and Gerloff is in there with us. And dude, it's like straight supermodel looking like victoria's secret catalog we're like bro calm down but yeah he's 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 in shape too man but yeah these guys are they're definitely putting in the work yeah yeah it's cool to see like as a guy that likes to dude i've always wanted to do a like a triathlon competition like have the most in shape moto guys versus the most in shape road race guys and then, you know, the, the most in shape flat track guys, like pick four in each discipline and kind of do like some sort of a, like a triathlon or something. Cause there's, so they, well, there's lots of good runners and good bicyclists, but man, remember triathlon, you got to swim too. So who all's a good swimmer? Cause that shit. Is well, tough. Bromley, that Bromley's actually, he used to swim. I, I don't know if he swam in college, but Bromley is like, he could be our swimmer. Like we would, you know, I, I think he's really good at swimming. He's definitely long, long enough for it. So, and then, yeah, I mean, you could go, I don't know, I guess JD would be a flat track guy. I mean, I would, I would take JD, Meese, Briar, myself, you know, up against anybody really. I mean, can um, me swim? I don't know. I don't see Meese being a great swimmer. I see him <laughs> kind of drop, kind of sinking, but Meese is, Meese is a freak. Like he's, He's one of the top, like the rowing machine. He's got like, I don't know what his record is, but he's like ranked in the world or something at rowing. And JD's a great cyclist. And Briar is, Briar's underrated. Like he talks about eating donuts and eating junk food, but Briar's underrated, like really in good shape. And B Rob's a good cyclist. Dude, there's a lot. Like there's a, it's a good group of guys that, uh, that, uh, no, it's cool to is see. Is Vander Coy cool. on your team? Vanderkoy's on my drinking team. If I have a drinking team, Vanderkoy's Vanderkoy's on my drink. We would definitely probably win in a drinking competition, especially if we can claim Eslick. Like that would be the road racers' only shot. If they wherever Eslick goes, that would be that would be heavy on the on the drinking team. But I think like Chad, I think between Chad and uh, uh, a couple of the other guys, dude, they they can put down some drinks like yeah i guess it's giving me man i still i got to work on the super bikers idea man we just got to find a good location that'd be the key because it's got to be a good track and a good event i'm gonna work on that we're gonna do this i mean it however you make the track is gonna be it's gonna better suit that rider um the stuff back in the day was cool because like you had guys riding moto bikes you had like you said springer and ricky graham and them guys on twins but it was pretty even like 
it, it they did a really good job with the track where the flat trackers were really good in some sections, but then like the moto guys would catch up. Um, you'd have That's to what I'm really saying. take time yeah. to do the track and, and make it fair. I, I think the easiest would be have open suspension and then just make everybody on 19s because the 19s work just fine on asphalt. So, like, and everybody's got a 450. So, I mean, obviously, Indian doesn't, and neither does Harley. But you know, we're, realistically, though, this kind of event would have to be based on 450s. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be working on this thing, man, for sure. We should call up somebody like Eric Pernard that does the. Um... He does like Bercy and he does, he's done a um, bunch of the X games events. I don't know if you know Eric Pernard, but he's from Florida or um, even Rob Bitos, the guy that does the fight club. He does the pit bike of nations event and he does uh, the King of baggers shit. He'd be a good one to kind of talk to as well. But I mean, fuck, we could probably manage Robbie. Like I always feel like me and you, we'd, we could probably come up with some pretty interesting shit, especially if you give us a budget, like, do you give us a budget? We're going to have. Some- oh my God. The sky's the limit. You give us a budget. <laughs> yeah. What's a budget, man? If, yeah. If someone throws us some money, we could, we'll make a lot of shit happen for not a lot of dollars. Like we could, uh, we could definitely do it. So yeah, no, that was a good pod, man. I appreciate you coming on and helping me with it. We're going to take, we're going to get this pod out. We're going to take, I'm actually headed to Florida so uh i'm doing the pax pit bike race on saturday i'm picking up my trailer i got a new 450 i'm gonna test so we'll probably take a week off from pods and then we'll we'll get back to it but hope to see everybody at the clash in pensacola stoked on that for uh more information on the panhandle clash go on the uh, event page on facebook or you can spam robbie bobby's uh social media pages uh good news on the home front i have my instagram back so that, that oh was, uh, what'd you do how'd you get it back well i was just constantly like going on and chatting their help desk uh it's kind of funny like every every person i talked to they'd be like yeah we see that you just reached out a couple hours ago and i'm like yeah you're damn right i did like trying to get this page back and i honestly didn't think it was that big of a deal until i had a a couple sponsors like yeah hey where's your instagram i'm like shit i'm like do i still get paid <laughs> even though I, i'm not plugging like part of my job is i gotta plug my sponsors on my pages and shit and yeah i was like damn like i gotta i gotta get this back so yeah we're back in business um social media sucks dude life was so much cooler and easier in like the 90s when none of that shit existed but here we are and it's 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 so important to what we do in our industry. It's, it is what it is, but yeah, I know uh, yeah, for sure. you, you, you always get put in Facebook jail. So you're, you're accustomed to not having it. I am. I am. I gotta, I gotta do better on that, but it's all right. It's not a, the end of the world. So, but cool, yeah. man. Good pod. That was a lot of fun, man. And I look forward to seeing you down here in Florida, man. Drive safe. Yeah. I'll catch you soon, Rob. Appreciate you, dude. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Yep. Want to make sure uh, you guys, if you can, subscribe to the pod on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Appreciate everybody that supports us and what we have going on. I want to make sure we shout out the other sponsors that keep the pod going. Real Estate Rispoli, he's actually working on some stuff for me right now. Just on the ball, sending me. He actually sent me some info here while I'm on the pod. He's He works hard. He's He knows how to win on the track and off. So if you can... You're in the market for a house in Florida, real estate property, anything you're looking to do, Airbnb, the whole state of Florida, especially east 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 side, Daytona, 
uh, Deland, Port Orange, Flagler, New Smyrna. He that's kind of where he specializes. Hit up James or Spoli, the fastest realtor in the on the planet. We had we had confirmation on the on the last show that he is the fastest realtor. So love to see it. Moto America appreciate everything they do for our podcast. Looking forward to a great. 2023 season we'll have more details on what they have going on over the course of the off season check out the schedule on their website and start planning start getting your tickets dunlop motorcycle tires 19 inch and 17 inch tires off-road street moto everything you guys need dunlopmotorcycletires.com jerry stinchfield roof systems in dallas texas with nearly 40 years of experience appreciate jerry for everything he does for us keeps us going keeps the sport alive definitely appreciate Jerry and his team and Manscaped. Do you want to drop three tenths of a second on your lap times? All around the world, state of the art swimmer and cyclists are shaved down like a baby seal. It's time motorcycle racers do the same. To cut through the wind, you should be as smooth as a stick of butter. To do this, you need Manscaped in your life. Manscaped is AMA and FIM approved. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, has a 7,000 RPM quiet stroke motor, and is designed to prevent nicks and tugs. Use the code TANKSLAP20 on manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. Winter throwdown, winter throwdown, winter throwdown. Just mark your calendars, January 5th to the 7th, Callahan Speedway in Callahan, Florida. For more information, check out the website, CoreyTexterPromotions.com. Shameless plug. Definitely want to see a lot of you guys down at winter throwdown. It's it's an awesome weekend. We have so much fun with it. and looking forward to some really good racing with that being said it's a wrap on the pod we will be back at you in a couple weeks probably take a week and a half off so enjoy these pods and appreciate you guys for tuning in we out